Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. On my newest episode, I share my thoughts on how the Undercover Boss episode that featured the vitamin shop went. Before we get started, I would love if you took 48 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. How did I think Sharon Lighty, CEO of The Vitamin Shop, did on her episode of Undercover Boss? I'll be honest, I was super excited when The Vitamin Shop shared the news a month or two ago that they would be featured on the wildly successful CBS reality show. Firstly, because as many of my community probably knows, I'm a big fan of Sharon Lighty. And for those that maybe are scratching their head in confusion, maybe why, I wrote an article about her and the job that she has been doing at the vitamin shop in the middle of last year. And I'll leave the link to that content in this content's description if you're interested in reading that article. Secondly, because I've been a longtime fan of Undercover Boss. And then finally, how cool is it that the functional CPG industry as a whole and many of the individual brands that I work with get national positive mainstream exposure? If you've never heard of the reality television series Undercover Boss, it's a show concept that was based on the British series of the same name. The first season of the American version consisted of nine episodes produced in 2009 and first aired following the CBS coverage of the Super Bowl on February 7th, 2010. That episode featured Lawrence O'Donnell, the president and COO of Waste Management. Over the now 11 seasons, they featured several relevant companies to my content, including 7-Eleven, Chiquita Brands International, Retro Fitness, Family Dollar, Hudson News Group, which are the retail outlets in airports, Anytime Fitness, and Smoothie King. And the premise of the Undercover Boss show is pretty simple. Each episode features a C-suite executive or the owner founder of the company that goes undercover as an entry-level employee in his or her own company. The undercover boss gets to choose their disguise, which involves usually changing their appearance substantially and assumes an alias and fictitious backstory. The fictitious explanation for the accompanying camera crew has changed over the years, but usually revolves around the undercover boss being filmed as part of a documentary about entry-level workers in a particular industry, usually changing careers. The boss is exposed to a series of predicaments with amusing results and invariably spends time getting to know selected company employees, learning about their professional and personal challenges. At the end of the undercover week, the boss returns to his or her true identity and calls in the selected employees to the corporate headquarters. The boss rewards hardworking employees through a number of compensation or non-compensatory rewards. The company has no control over what airs 
although the promises made by CBS and the producers to the company that their reputations will not be hurt. Neither the company nor the executive receives any money from CBS or the show's producers, so the value really comes in the form of the undercover boss being able to see the organization through a unique lens that will undoubtedly provide invaluable insights to make themselves and the company better. Now that I've caught you up on the undercover boss details, I do want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this content, Ghost Lifestyle. I've been a huge supporter of this sports and active nutrition brand since they initially launched in 2016, and they've won my ultra-coveted sports nutrition brand of the year the last four years. Personal favorites of mine are the Sour Patch Kids, Blue Raspberry Ghost Energy Drinks, Chips Ahoy Ghost Whey, and Bubblicious Legend Pre-Workout. You can grab yours at ghostlifestyle.com or through fine retailers like The Vitamin Shop. So back to that kind of initial question that I posed in the introduction. How did I think Sharon did on her episode of The Undercover Boss? And just to kind of get the cliffhanger right out of the way, I did think that Sharon did a great job and the appearance on Undercover Boss overall was likely good publicity for the vitamin shop. As for rating on an entertainment scale, I would give it a 7.6 out of 10 based on maybe the two or three dozen episodes of Undercover Boss that I've seen over the last decade. I know the vitamin shop didn't get editing rights and Undercover Boss sure as hell didn't give me any creative decision making, but I would have liked to see more variety in the content. I did see some clips from Sharon working in the distribution center that was shared by CBS, but they really didn't kind of show that in the final edit. I would also have liked to see some more spice in the episode just for like entertainment purposes. And, and while that lack of spice is probably a pretty good thing for the vitamin shop overall, we only really saw one disciplinary area that I'll kind of talk about here in a few minutes. I also thought the disguise CBS used for Sharon was too familiar to trick anybody, or maybe that's because I do actually know Sharon personally and they ended up kind of turning her into a Northeast Ohio looking mom that reminded me of my own mom a lot. And that's not in a bad thing. It's actually in a good thing. But I did also appreciate her throwing the Northeast Ohio kind of hometown area some love in her backstory as being a former gift shop manager from Cleveland, Ohio. Maybe my favorite part of the episode was when Sharon was in Milford, Connecticut location with Glow. She was struggling with pronouncing ingredient names, and as somebody that has been on the business side of the supplement space for the last 13 years, I still struggle with that science pronunciation stuff daily. What Sharon discovers at this undercover spot is that the product education that the store associates, or kind of what they're known as health enthusiasts, and the managers get is kind of not enough to serve the customers at the expectation level of the vitamin shop. With the vitamin shop's operational model, at least at the time of filming, being 100% corporate-owned stores and employees not significantly incentivized by performance or sales commission methods, they are focused on giving the best customer service to 
anybody that walks in the door and helping them reach their health and wellness goals. This finding results in Sharon allocating a half a million dollars in additional budget to beef up the product education. Another big discovery for Sharon was around how product shipments would be received by the stores looking to replenish their inventory. In that distribution clip that I referenced earlier that seemed to be cut from the final episode, Sharon realizes that the robotics technology isn't working exactly as she intended. These Locus robotics units that were shown in that clip help warehouse employees cut down on the steps daily by allowing the robots really to kind of move through the distribution zones. But without the employee having full ownership on the entire order, it was creating a lack of responsibility for these employees to follow pack configuration best practices. Due to this, it was causing waste from damaged product costs and also opportunity costs in store with employees having to kind of organize these jumbled product shipments to put them back on shelf. This resulted in Sharon allocating an additional $1.5 million in the budget to improve the inventory management system. The next big realization for Sharon in the undercover boss experience was that the checkout technology at the vitamin shop was outdated. I'm sure this was already known, though, as the vitamin shop already launched the Aptos One store commerce mobile selling application, which enables mobile checkout on iPads at their future store concepts that have really kind of turned into the remodel standard for their store locations. This remodel plan, though, was slowed by the COVID-19 effect. That being said, the particular store location that she was in during the recording last year hadn't gone through one of those technology refreshes. So when the loyalty and cash register systems went down and she heard that it was doing so every few weeks, she knew she needed to allocate more budget to the tune of $1.2 million to speed up this technology changeover. And then finally, I wanted to kind of talk about that disciplinary action. One of the health enthusiasts was creating these bogus BOPIS which is a buy online, pick up in store order with his personal credit card to help fulfill the store shelves that at times were not getting fulfilled automatically by the inventory management system. For many reasons, this was an eye-opening negative discovery for Sharon. There are obviously better ways to communicate this problem and kind of correct that inefficiency in the system, but I and likely Sharon appreciated an employee that would be thinking outside the box to correct something that's impacting customers. At the end of the day, you can correct poor choices that really were still their hearts were in the right place. You also really can't teach this like an innate problem solving skills within employees. So it's important to make sure that these individuals that do have those skill sets can be given the opportunity to succeed in any organization. They just need to be kind of corrected in their current actions. Just want to end on some final thoughts. As Sharon was quoted recently as saying, this was the most engaging, inspiring, and humbling experience of her life. This was an unparalleled chance to get into the field and see up close the incredible commitment and dedication of their health enthusiast team members, all without the filter of being the CEO. It was an unvarnished way to see firsthand what the vitamin shop does exceptionally well as a company and also things where we could be better. Sharon will ultimately become a better leader because of this experience, and the vitamin shop will ultimately become a better company because of this experience. 
This will help the vitamin shop reach Sharon's goal of tripling its revenue in the next five years and becoming the largest health and wellness-focused retailer in the country. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. Thank you.